right. Welcome to another episode of Product Thinking. I am Kyle Evans, as always. This week and this month, we are diving into customer interviews with the book The Mom Test by Rob Fitzpatrick. So if you are in product management, you have probably heard this book title come up. I know it has come up for me frequently in conversations about uh, product management books, uh, books I should read, and it's been on my list for a little while. So excited to finally read it and do a review this month, talk about it here, obviously on this podcast, and of course in the newsletter, uh, which you can find at productthinking.cc if you haven't signed up already. When I first heard of this particular book, uh, just based on the title, I assumed it was about explaining your product or technology simply enough that your mom could understand it. And I apologize to my mom. Uh, that is not the mom test the book is talking about, though. The mom test. Uh, so the mom test is about understanding users and customers, not explaining to them. In fact, if you explain your idea in this context and your mom loves it, you've actually failed the mom test. So why is that? Because according to Fitzpatrick, your mom will love all your ideas because she is your mom. So even if you have a bad idea for a business, a product or a feature, if you explain it to your mom seeking validation, she will give it to you and you will assume you have a good idea for a product or a feature or a business or whatever it is. And then you may end up building a bad product and wonder why no one else likes it. In the book, he gives the example of a cookbook app and going and pitching that idea to your mom, who may or may not be interested in a cookbook app. But of course, you know, upon hearing the idea of a cookbook app from you, uh, her son or her daughter, uh, says that, yeah, she really likes the idea. And yeah, she would definitely, you know, get a cookbook app. And, and that sounds great. Uh, this happens not only with your mom, but with many users, customers, and potential customers. We all seek validation and give validation. It's awkward not to, but it's often a lie. When it comes to meaningful feedback and actual commitment, that's when the rubber meets the road. And we find out who cares and who doesn't. So how can we get meaningful feedback and really understand if our ideas are good? And that is the meat of most of the rest of the book. So there's obviously a lot to pull out of the mom test, but uh, I came away with three key takeaways that I want to dive into here. So the book is filled with obviously many useful anecdotes and nuggets of information. For entrepreneurs and product people, there are a couple key takeaways that I found most important and that I use most frequent in my work as well. So first up, keep it casual. One overarching theme of the book is to keep customer and user conversations casual. Not everything has to be a formal meeting and an interview. The more conversations you can have, the better. Uh, the focus of the book is on entrepreneurs with 
big business ideas. But this translates just as well to product people. Having conversations early and often about product ideas, features, and generally how customers and users are not only using your product, but solving their day-to-day problems and doing their work is critical for you. Maybe it won't directly relate to your work, or maybe it will give you the insight you need for the next big thing. You don't know. That's why talking to your users and your customers is so critical. The key is to keep it casual as often as possible. In the book, Fitzpatrick gave the example of an entrepreneur who was struggling to get customer interviews with cafe owners. He was building uh, some sort of a company or product around uh, cafes, and he needed to talk with cafe owners. He was trying to set up formal conversations and was getting nowhere. So while they were sitting in a cafe having this conversation, Fitzpatrick simply asked to talk with the owner or manager of the cafe, and they were able to have a simple chat right then and there. No pitch, no formal interview, no time or meeting to come back, just information gathering and a friendly conversation about the exact topic that this particular entrepreneur needed to know. I found this tactic to be incredibly useful as well. In my conversations with customers, I set the tone right at the beginning that I'm not there to sell anything. I don't have a pitch. I just want to chat about their problems. It's amazing how much more open they get when they know it's about them and not about you, not about selling something, not about pitching, but about learning and understanding. And that can often be the difference in a really good conversation and a really poor conversation. So that is the first key takeaway for me. Keep it casual. Um, The second one, make it concrete. This is a major theme that ran throughout the book in multiple different ways, and I agree wholeheartedly with it, that we should make our conversations concrete. It's easy to get caught up in the idea of, would you buy this if? Or what do you think you do in this situation? We can all hypothesize about the future, but we'll be wrong more often than not. We'll probably guess about our best selves. Yes, we would definitely buy a gym membership in the future. Yes, we'll definitely eat healthy in the future. The antidote to this is to make our questions concrete. Rather than ask about the future, ask for examples in the past. When have you bought a gym membership in the past? Why did you do that? Uh, When was the last time you ate a really healthy meal. Why do you consider that healthy? When was the last time you had a really unhealthy meal? You know, why is that? These concrete examples will help us understand our users far more than conjectures about the future. Uh, also, you know, making uh, the abstract really concrete is so useful and so helpful. We were just having a meeting today. And lots of abstract things kept getting thrown out. Well, uh, Things like, yes, this is one of our biggest problems. Or yes, this is the thing that users are always talking about or always telling us. These types of things. Putting actual data around that or actual uh, numbers or information, concrete things around some of these uh, vague or abstract terms like always, never, uh, in order to really understand it. Like if somebody tells you that's always a problem for them, or it's the biggest thing, the biggest issue they face, really diving into that. Is it always something? When was the last time? How many times in the past? Making 
the abstract concrete is a huge theme that obviously went throughout the book, but it's a huge thing. You'll start to notice it everywhere if if you start to pay attention. I was just noticing it literally in a, a meeting right before I started to record this podcast uh, where lots and lots of abstract terms were being thrown around. And, and we were trying to put some more concrete ness around some of those abstractions in order to to make it more useful because always and never and most important uh those are uh, those can be useful but if we can't make it more concrete i uh, you know we're just we're making guesses and and that isn't the best way to run our businesses or products we should also make next steps and commitments concrete this isn't just good advice for product people or entrepreneurs, but for everyone. It's easy to walk out of meetings without concrete plans, but if we can make the next steps actionable, we can actually make progress on them. So that was the second key takeaway, make it concrete. The third takeaway, know what you need. In the book, Fitzpatrick suggests keeping an updated list of three key questions you are trying to answer about your product or business. As you answer those questions in your interviews, go back and figure out what are the next questions you need to answer? The key is knowing what you need from user interviews. You should plan ahead for discussions so you can get a few key insights from each discussion. And it should make you uncomfortable. If your discussions aren't impacting your business or product in some way, you're not asking deep enough questions. So first off, you need to know what it is you need, and then you need to ask those questions. You need to dive into it so that you can get the answers and then constantly have those updated. In the book, he talks about having those well-defined and planned so that even in spur-of-the-moment conversations, he was able to ask those questions and have those conversations uh, without having to plan for them. So, you know, in a cafe, if he had the opportunity to just talk to somebody, uh, you know, he knew what he needed to, to understand and get to the heart of, and he was able to do that. So that is the third key takeaway. Know what you need. Have a plan, uh, whether that is you know planned in advance or just a, a running plan that you always have. So those are the key takeaways for me. Now, what, what what were some of the drawbacks of the mom test? You know, everything in the mom test I think is great for talking to customers and users. If you're an entrepreneur or product person, you should be talking to your users and customers frequently. Uh, you should keep the conversations casual, focus on the important questions, not seek validation, but rather seek to disprove your ideas or at least to understand your users in depth. Uh, that said, I did have a few things that left me wanting uh, with the book overall. Uh, first off, it's not a how-to guide. You won't get some sort of step-by-step -step guide to talking with customers. That's definitely not what Fitzpatrick was going for and isn't what you get. Uh, for many young product managers or entrepreneurs, I could see that being a beneficial thing, uh, you know, more step-by-step -step guides or something like that, um, or even having a few key steps to getting out there and doing interviews and managing this skill. Uh, and the second thing was that it's a bit messy. It feels like the overall book is almost a, a stream of consciousness in some places. It has a lot of great information and anecdotes, but it lacks some overall organization. Uh, Fitzpatrick wants you to be casual in your interviews, and this book has a very casual feel to it. Uh, like you sat down to have a conversation about customer, 
customer interviews. And that can be a good or bad thing, depending on your taste. So those couple of things to note about the book overall. Uh, so some final thoughts. Understanding our users and our customers is critical for the success of our business and our products. The best way to do this is to actually talk to them, not to pitch them or sell them, but to understand their problems and needs and how they're trying to solve these things. Once we develop this understanding and empathy, we can create the best products and experiences. Uh, the Mom Test by Rob Fitzpatrick is a good book that dives into how we can better talk to customers and users, which is a critical skill. It's easy to do it wrong, as Fitzpatrick points out in the book. But with a few tips, we can all improve, uh, whether you're good at it now or whether you're very bad at it. And that will make our products better and the lives of our users better. So check that out if talking to users and customers is something that you need to do. And if you are an entrepreneur or a product person in any way, it is something that you need to do. Uh, you can find the link in the show notes and in this week's product thinking newsletter at productthinking.cc. Also have a couple other uh, interesting links in this week's newsletter you can check out. I actually just finished reading the fourth book in the Bobaverse series, which is a science fiction book series. Uh, this one was called Heaven's River. Uh, if you haven't read the first three, I, I highly recommend them. They were a ton of fun. Uh, the fourth book picks up after the culmination of a whole series of events that I won't spoil. Um, so it's pretty good, but not as good as the first three. So if you stopped at three, I think you'd be in good shape, uh, which was basically what I was wondering was if I was missing out on the continuation of the events of the Bobaverse. But, um, you know, definitely didn't mind reading another book in the series. But if you haven't read the first three, I would definitely go check them out. Uh, the link in this week's newsletter for that series. Also, another link on remote working. Uh, is going to the office a broken way of working? You know, I have an ongoing Twitter thread of interesting articles, so I posted this on that. Um, and I will quote from it. Uh, the office as a factory model is not fundamental, but was instead a temporary solution to support collaboration and informational access in a pre-digital world dominated by management ideas from industrial manufacturing. I've definitely said that before. The remote first alternative has been technologically possible for a while now, but has been held back by the difficulties of reorienting organizational culture away from the office. Once expertise in these new kinds of arrangements emerges in the world of tech startups, it might spark the spread of this model with such sudden speed across the knowledge economy. I uh, definitely agree with all of that. So you can check out that link also in this week's newsletter. That is this week's uh, podcast and newsletter. Again, uh, check that out at productthinking.cc. If you like it, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the free newsletter. Um, share it as well. would love to get your feedback. And uh, if you like this episode and this podcast, don't forget to follow or subscribe, you know, whatever the right term is, share it around as well. I appreciate you listening and we'll talk to you next time.